We're all taught a story has three parts, but life just isn't that linear. What happens when the middle is just the beginning? I'm Danielle Prescott. This is More Than This, a Vox Creative production with Straight Talk Wireless. My first festival, you can say, was uh, performing right here on this square as a DJ. And this was your first performance? You know, were you very confident about that or were you kind of nervous? I was both. I was both. Until the moment I felt like I was way more nervous and then somehow I hit play and I was the most confident person on planet Earth, you know? I don't know how that happens. From the moment I met Prashant Kakad, he vibrated with energy. We did our first interview in Portland, Oregon at Pioneer Courthouse Square or what locals call Portland's living room. It's this big, noisy plaza right in the middle of downtown. Prashant's face lit up as he talked about the square, pointing out the bustling food carts, the gushing water fountain, and a public piano that passersby can play. The square is home to a lot of major events in Portland, including the annual India Festival, an all-day celebration commemorating India's independence. Prashant attends every single year. One day of the year, I get to come to downtown Portland, Pioneer Courthouse Square, and I feel like, oh yeah, we're gonna own the day and we'll own the night, you know? Wow. So that's what it feels like. It's like a beautiful integration. It's like a, a statement, we exist, you know? Today, Prashant DJs at parties and clubs all over the U.S. His 300,000 followers watch his Facebook page closely to find out where he's performing next. The man was made for TikTok, which I'm still trying to convince him to join. But Prashant's musical style is in a category of its own. He combines Indian, Latin, and Afro beats into a high-energy flow meant to keep you on your toes. Literally. Which is why when Prashant DJed at the Indian Festival for the first time, this happened. It was nuts. It was insane. The organizers were like, oh my God, we don't have security, you know? And nobody was being like rowdy or crazy, but the energy was lifting up, you know? Yeah. And so um, it was amazing, it was amazing. I got to play all kinds of music too, you know? So for example, within India, there's Punjabi music, there's South Indian music, there is Bollywood music, which is Hindi music, there's Marathi. Uh, these are all languages, you know? So there's 29 languages in India and each of them has an amazing collection of music, arts, etc. you know? And I've tried my best that night and ever since, whenever I perform here, is to make sure that I play music from all over India, not just Bollywood, not just Punjabi, you know? So that everybody can feel like they're being, um, represented at be as best as I can, you know. Prashant grew up in India's largest city, Mumbai. So watching these young people jam out to his home country's music was really special to him. And it wasn't just the young people storming the dance floor that made him smile. It was the aunties, uncles, and grandparents watching excitedly from the sidelines the older generations of Indian immigrants who are witnessing something rare in Portland, a huge all-out public celebration of their homeland. 
If you've ever been to a DJ set, especially a big one, then you know DJs sit in their neon lit booths behind big turntables that tower above their fans. That is so not the DJ Prashant way. When I was at Prashant's house, one of his closest friends, Purnima Nanda, stopped by to tell us about who she knows as PK. She told me that when he performs, there isn't this divide between DJ and audience. So when I see him with all this public, when he's playing music, everybody's like jumping on the stage and saying, play this, play that for me. Uh, this is for my fiance. This is for a happy birthday, one of my friend. All of that, when I see it, I just move back and I just admire and I just start looking a bigger picture. Like he's just so loved with all these people that even if I'm not around, I feel he's safe wherever he is. I know my mom instance is coming out, but. <laughs> this is Prashant's unique talent, turning audiences into communities. Having a village to rely on is core to Prashant's story. And when I met with him, he was about to bring another very important member into his world. In the beginning of August, I'm going to India and I'm going with one purpose. I want my wife who's gonna move for the first time to the US. I want her to have somebody next to her on that flight when she's gonna feel like shit about leaving her family and, and leaving everything that she knows. I've taken that flight and I knew how horrible. Yeah. I don't want her to go through that experience at all. So I'm going there, we're gonna travel together. And uh, from that point on, she's gonna be my client and I will be her tour guide, you know, and I'm just... <laughs> I love that. I'm so happy for your wife. Thank you. I'm so happy for me. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Prashant is surrounded by people who support him. And he has a job doing the thing that makes him feel most alive. But it took a long time for everything to come together for him. Like he said... He knows how horrible that flight from India to the U.S. can be. Prashant came to the States on a student's visa to get a Ph.D. in polymer science from a prestigious school in the Northeast. I really wanted to do science, and I came here to discover uh, solvents for bagasse, which is the leftover of sugarcane. It's India's the largest, second largest producer of it, and I wanted to use that waste product to make paper or other things to be able to like truly turn it around, you know. Less but going to a competitive school, in fact, moving to the U.S. at all, was a bit of a plot twist for Prashant. I really didn't care about coming to the U.S. actually, uh, weirdly enough. I think I saw the kids in my class that were like all into rock music and I was like, I don't understand it. I love Indian music. What's wrong with Indian music? You know? Prashant was studying fiber science and textile processing at the University Institute of Chemical Technology in Mumbai. But halfway through Prashant's studies, he had failed all of his classes. It wasn't for lack of skill or talent. I mean, sure. Any chemical engineering degree is very difficult, but it becomes even more difficult when dealing with some major imposter syndrome. I come from a lower caste in India. As you know, India has a caste system. And, and I got into this college. I got in because I had this, this coda that was specifically for people from lower caste. And so I carried that, that thought that somebody more deserving perhaps 
could have done better with this seed than I did. So I think that and my belief in that thought was what was keeping me from really showing up. Growing up, Prashant saw his father work a series of difficult and sometimes dangerous jobs. He served in both the Indian Air Force and the police force. So when Prashant flunked his sophomore year, he knew that he had wasted an opportunity that his father never had. My experience of them up until the time that I failed was that do better, work harder, stay focused, don't take what singing classes. What are you going to be, Michael Jackson? You know, go back and do your studies, right? When I failed my mom and dad, I for sure thought that they were going to be upset or disappointed or something like that. And I showed up after the, with the results and both of them were just like, it's okay, don't worry, it happens, you know, uh, you'll be fine, we believe in you. And for me, it was like I'd hit a rock bottom when I'd failed and... I expected my shame would be validated, <laughs> but instead it was met with like genuine love and appreciation and care. And so for them to accept me the way they did, it was the most beautiful gift, one of the most beautiful gifts I've ever received. This kind of unconditional support is formative. For Prashant, it shifted him out of a place of fear and self-criticism and into a place of possibility. The following year, he retook all of the classes that he had flunked and his grades skyrocketed. He went from failing to being at the top of his class. By Prashant's senior year, people were asking him, hey, have you thought about going to grad school in the States? Prashant's father was one of those people. For whatever reason, I think my dad was really the person who was like encouraging me to do that. And he had had a very hard life. And so when he saw the promise in me, he really wanted me to have a better life for myself. And so I think he really pushed me. When Prashant failed those classes as an undergrad, he felt like he failed his entire family. But when he got into school in the States, his success belonged to his entire family. When it was time to fly over to the States, all of Prashant's siblings, cousins, aunts, and uncles dropped him off at the airport. Close to a hundred people showed up. And here I am, overwhelmed with gratitude when I can get one person to give me a ride to the airport. Anyway, Prashant's farewell at the airport was like a scene out of a Bollywood movie, complete with a celebrity cameo. And all of a sudden, people are not paying attention to me. I was like, what's going on? And then I realized that one of India's biggest Bollywood stars happened to be on the same flight (gasps) as me. No. Yeah, and and my dad, her name is Shilpa Shetty, she was awesome. And I'm so glad that I had a comfort connection with her because that flight was miserable for me, you know, to leave my family away. And I just cried through the 20 hours. I legit cried through the whole 20 hours, except for the moment when I got to take a picture with her. That was great. Um, (laughs) Right, love your tears. Get your picture. Exactly, back to crying, crying. yes. Mumbai has a population of 12 and a half million. Ithaca, New York, where Prashant was headed to school, has a population of just over 30,000. In Mumbai, Prashant had 100 people who were willing to see him off to the airport. In America, he had no one to greet him when he landed. His first few weeks on campus were just as lonely as that flight out of India. He tried to make the most of his geographic and social isolation, so he started going on hikes around Ithaca. And during one of those hikes, he stumbled upon something unexpected. 
You know, it sounded like live music. So I made myself kind of mosey around to figure out what's going on. And I reached the edge of this like this scene that I'd never seen before. People were line dancing, square dancing. At the time, I didn't know what it was. It just looked really cool. And somebody was leading people through and then they would learn it and they would do it all over again. You know, it was a simple enough routine that you'd get into the music sound. Krishan had come across a group of Zydeco dancers. Zydeco is a type of folk dancing with origins in Louisiana's Creole community. This is not the kind of dancing most people are used to anymore. I grew up taking ballet, jazz, and hip-hop classes that emphasized the technical elements of dance. I actually really loved the classes, but I hated performing, which for most dancers, including Prashant, is the whole point. You learn so you can perform. But Zydeco dancing is dancing for the sake of socializing. There's no showcase, no final performance, no competition. And for Prashant, Zydeco offered an instant community and a new hobby that proved to be extremely addictive. I was dancing five to six nights a week. And um, I struggled with depression. Uh, When I was in Ithaca, there were days where I just couldn't get up because I suddenly studies were not something I wanted to do and dance was something I couldn't stop myself from doing. Despite dancing six nights a week, Prashant kept up his studies classic overachiever. He even collaborated with his advisors to register a patent for a fabric that detects the presence of E. coli on apples. Because apparently apples can have E. coli, like we all needed one more thing to worry about. Prashant was doing so well that a major tech company flew him out to Portland for a job interview before he even graduated. The interview happened. I thought it went really good. And I was like, okay, now it's time to like celebrate. So I went online and I tried my best to look up like what's happening in Portland, you know. And so there was a dance party that looked really cool. There was an This party turned out to be a key moment in Prashant's life. I mean, it's where he met Purnima. So when I go dancing, I'll be jumping around and all that. So... I met Prashant while I was doing one of my jumps and I hit him from the back and I said, sorry. And that was my first meeting with Prashant. It was friendship at first jump. That's where I met my friend Purnima and we've been friends ever since. And that's the beauty and the power of music and dance that I believe in because we basically connected and we just basically danced all night long. I had the most magical weekend and I'm not somebody that prays a lot, but that time I remember being in my car and it was time for me to go back to the airport and I closed my eyes like, God, please, I want to move to Portland, God, make this happen for me. Prashant wasn't excited about the job itself. It wasn't quite what his degree was aimed at, but in Portland, he experienced a moment of true community. So when the tech company offered him the job, Prashant made the move and immediately threw himself into the local music scene. I was out dancing and these Punjabi guys just like, you know, surround me. And I'm like, what did I do wrong? Am I going to get beat up here? And, and these guys are like, hey, man, um, we, like, we like the way you do Bhangra and we want you to teach us. I was like, I'm not from the culture. I just do what I love doing. I am not a teacher of like, and they're like, no, 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 don't worry. Every Sunday... We will come and you will teach us Bhangra. Oh, wow. I was like, they muscles right. you into it. <laughs> yes, they really did. Bit by bit, Prashant started to transform from audience member to performer, 
Only a few years after attending his first India festival, Prashant went from dancing in the crowd to performing on the stage. I closed out India Festival with a 15-minute impromptu, first time ever in Portland where at Pioneer Square, hundreds of Indian people danced to a DJ out in the open. And then the next day, which was a Monday, because India Festival happens on a Sunday usually, I went to work. But his hobby was starting to take up more time and energy than his actual career. And I thought to myself, I, I, I feel like I am in a position to... Ask is there is more than this that life has to offer me. And so I started objectively looking at it and I realized that, first of all, for anything else to happen, I needed to come to peace with the worst case scenario. The worst case scenario being quitting his job and having to leave the U.S., visas and all that. And I literally just thought to myself, well, if I'm in India, maybe magical things will happen over there and I'll start teaching dance and DJing or whatever the case may be, you know, or make music with the, you know, the folk musicians in and around my village or my town, you know. People sometimes think that success only comes to those who don't see failure as an option. But for Prashant, it was about coming to terms with failure, an all-important lesson he learned after almost failing out of school. Prashant was ready to take a major leap of faith and ditch a famously practical and lucrative career for, well, the opposite. But first, he needed to break the news to his parents. Yikes. I spoke with my mom and dad. Then I expressed that I want to see about doing something different. They had seen me do my things a little bit. It was at a very organic, smaller, like a community big scale at the time. But he knew that something in me lit up when I was doing it. He was like, go for it. I, you have my full support. And at that time, for him to do that as an Indian person, I think people, Indian people listening to this will especially relate. But I think everybody will relate to that. That was a huge thing for him to do. But sometimes it's easier to remember the best parts of a situation which is where Purnima comes in. According to our new bestie, it wasn't actually as easy and obvious as Prashant remembers it. But Purnima was there to remind his parents of what really matters. When they were here, they made sure to meet me at least a couple times and then share their thought or their thought process and say, is he doing something right? How do we go back home and say, our child just did computer engineering from a very good college and now he's like going into this field. How do we say it? I said, no, there's no shame in saying anything. There's, if he's working hard, just appreciate it. And I know what he's doing. He wants to do that. So next time when I see you, you will be proud parents. Right now, he's struggling. Like anybody, whoever does something new, it's a struggle, but people give up very soon. He's not one of those. With his parents' blessing, Prashant quit his job and committed to DJing. By this point, he had a fair bit of experience, but all of it was unpaid. Thankfully, this is one relentless DJ. He reached out to 39 different venues asking for a slot. And of those 39, only one club owner responded. He's like, hey, um, I got your voicemail. If you bring 100 people, I'll pay you 150. Uh, if you don't bring 100 people, I will pay you nothing. 
I was like, sounds good. Only 40 people showed up, but the night wasn't actually a failure. The guy who hired me goes, well, you're not going to get paid because you didn't bring 100 people. But I'll tell you what, I really enjoyed what you did because I'd never heard a mix of Indian music with house music, with like dubstep, everything. If you are available, I want you to come back on Saturday. I'll ask my DJ to step away for that night and then I can pay you for on Saturday. Prashant DJed at that club for the rest of the week. And when he wanted to take things to the next level, his village stepped up to help make it happen. And he's like, I want to do something big. And I'm like, uh, like what? He's like, maybe a big show. So we started grabbing our friends, like the core friends. And then we started giving like, Whoever we used to meet, we used to give them 10 tickets and say, your responsibility to get those 10, nine people, one you, nine more. And we kept going, going, going. And I think the turnout was so good. Their strategy worked. The turnout was great. And in 2019, Prashant closed out the India Festival with the biggest performance of the night. The same event where only a few years before, he'd managed to sneak in an impromptu 15-minute performance. That is some main character energy. And every main character needs a heartwarming mom and dad moment. This time around, Prashant's parents flew in from India to watch their son take the stage. I met with his parents and they're like, you did so good. And I'm like, yes. And I'm also so proud of you because Prashant's right there. Um, And they were like, yes. And that smile just said everything to me. Uh, That smile told me how proud parents they are. How do you feel witnessing how far he's come in the last 11 years? I seriously can't believe. And now it's like I keep telling him... uh, I call him PK, which is Prashant Kakar, but uh, he'll always be PK for me, no matter he touched the sky or, you know, he he did not give up at all. And he kept going, kept going. That is the motivation I will always admire. And where he is today, I mean, he's a rock star for me, so he will just keep going up now. There is no turning back. This show set out to explore the more than this moments of people's lives. The moments that empowered Z to open his bakery, for Mandy to sing again, for Carla to start her online thrift store. And after a whole season of listening to their stories, I've come to realize that these moments are only made possible when our villages back us up and lend us their bravery when we might not have enough of our own. Prashant's parents, his friends, even the venue owner who gave him a second shot at filling the club, these people are Prashant's village. And it's because of them that Prashant succeeded so deeply. And now Prashant sees himself as part of that support system for other people. That's a dream life for me. I want to contribute heavily in, in a positive way and do something that I love and inspire people to do this too. There are so many, and they come and tell me how much seeing me do my thing. And just like, I wasn't trying to be, and I'm not trying to be anything more than what I am, but 
by just existing and doing my thing, it naturally inspired people to take on their own passions, other immigrant Indian people. Prashant wants to help others have their own more than this moment. He's going to be part of every village he can. Beyond that, Prashant doesn't know what his future holds. He's taking some time off to be with his wife, and he's adjusting to life as a DJ in the COVID era. But with a brain and passion like Prashant's, I know whatever he does is going to be loud and lit and full of life. So I wanted to sort of like take my two passions and put them together. And so this here, is a party song? Here it is totally. You want to have a party? Let's have a party. <laughs> okay. So it starts off with a little beat action and very quickly goes into... Uh, um, Thank you for listening to this season of More Than This, a Vox Creative production with Straight Talk Wireless, produced by Frequency Media. Find out more about how Straight Talk can help you live life on your own terms at straighttalk.com. And there's more than this for you at vox.com slash more than this, where you can experience this podcast as a visual piece. From Vox Creative, our supervising producer is Anu Subramanian. Our producer is Martha Daniel. Taylor Henry is our production coordinator. And Gabby Grossman is our director of production. From Epic Studios, our story hunter is Julia Black. From Frequency Media, our executive producer is Michelle Corey. And our producer is Ina Garkusha. Scripting by Isabel Moncloa Daly, Becca Godwin, and Jessica Olivier. On Location Engineering by Matthew Ernest Filler. Sound design, mixing, and original scoring by Matthew Ernest Filler. Dialogue editing by Sydney Evans. Our theme song was composed by Matthew Ernest Filler. Rebecca Gibeon fact-checked this episode. Special thanks to Prashant Kakad and Purnima Nanda for making this story possible. I'm Danielle Prescott. Thanks for listening. <laughs>